Welcome to the Photo Op Podcast. It is now the new year. 2023. 2023. So this is the Photography Opinion Podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlandis. And this is Photo Op. Yes, it is. So we are going to start out the new year with a listener question. Mm -hmm. So this question comes from Lee. Thank you, Lee. How viable is a career in photography? I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, man. That's a big question for a short one, one sentence. <laughs> that is, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're going to try and keep it as succinct as possible. This is probably going to be a very long episode. Um, mm. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna start Go since I'm actually, you have a day job that's like media that's, production yeah. adjacent. Related. Um, I actually make all of my money from Correct. photography. I'm a poser. I have a photo podcast, but I am not a photographer full time <laughs> all the time. So, so let me put it to you this way: um, Is it viable? Yeah. Are are there definitely things that are making it less viable? Also, yeah. There are which things. which we'll which we'll get into. Um, actually, uh, we sh- we should talk at in some future episode about AI art and mm. how that is kind of yeah. affecting the art industry with that as, a lot a, as a full as a whole. But um, yeah. So so we we're not going to talk about that today. But but how viable is a career in photography? Let's put it to you this way. Uh. Where to be completely transparent with you, where I'm at in kind of my success as a photographer, um, do I have a big fancy studio that is going to be Reddit worthy? No. Um, am I paying all of my bills? Yes. Am I the type of person who is about to drive a Mercedes or a Miata or some stuff? Because like I'm a photographer, I'm balling, I've got like. 47 weddings this year and they're all international no no absolutely not i i actually do about one international wedding a year now which is fabulous um so last year i went to india um and then um previously to that i've done iceland previously to that i've done mexico um cool. so you know bouncing around bouncing around a little bit i'm i'm enjoying it um so so yeah i'm I'm doing well enough that i'm able to pay all my bills but like am i am i like straight balling no 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 no, no. Stuart, you have a day job your salary is significantly higher than mine i yes we we know this but i will also say that sometimes i talk with some of my friends and when they talk about like what they're getting paid i all of a sudden go oh shoot i make more money than you do mm-hmm. like one of my friends is a therapist and i'm like Ooh, wait you're a therapist and i make i make people look pretty and i make more money than you something is terribly wrong right now and then like another friend of mine of just like he's been in the industry uh that he's in so long and kind of like climbed the ladder that i just thought like oh yeah he's doing pretty well for himself and uh nope i make Hmm. more money than he does too i'm like whoa wait a second something is is wrong here because i thought that i was struggling to get by and i just realized these people with full-time jobs make less than i do Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, am I balling? No, absolutely not. I'm not going to make the appearance that I'm balling. But am I paying all my bills? So far. 
Well, and it's, I feel like in your case, it's a question, uh, well, really in both of our cases, it's a question of how comfortable you are with risk and with where, you know, if you are going to be able to pay your bills this month, um, I could not take that risk. That's why I have a day job. And although it's paying me relatively well at the moment, um, the, the sacrifice is that I don't get to do exactly what I want to do day in, day out. I like... There are various things that I would love to do full time and I cannot do them because I need to pay the bills. And I made the choice that I want th- I want that to be extremely consistent. Um, and funny enough, it hasn't really been as consistent as advertised uh, over my relatively short career thus far. So it's not perfect on that side. Either, yeah, we're but, also yeah. we're also like early 30 something. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, take take this advice with however much salt you desire. Um, But I mean, like, you know, it it hasn't (laughs) been all roses on my side. I've, I was like, there's been lots of broken promises. There was been, there, there, there were many years of me or at least several years of me being way underpaid and uh, having issues with that. There was me being laid off. Like it's, it's not, you might think, oh, well, you know, go and go and get a day job and do photography on the side. It's going to be more stable that way. Not necessarily. Um, so how it is. Yeah. So so one thing that I will say is um, I have applied for jobs in the past. And some of the jobs that I've applied for are um, you go into a studio, you do the work, mm-hmm. you get paid okay. Um, it's It's not... Like, I could get paid more if I had clients, but at the time, I didn't have any clients. So getting paid this decently high salary of, like, it was a lot better than flipping burgers. Yeah. Of, like, the conditions were better. The pay was better. Like, I had had skills that were needed in a certain industry that was all fantastic. Mm -hmm. But... Um, like, even though it was consistent of just, like, eh, like, I'm getting by, and then... What I found with whenever I've had those kinds of jobs is at the end of the day, I've still been too tired to work on my own stuff. Mm. So for me, at least of like, I kind of only have the energy for one or the other. So having a day job like that of like, it's got to pay really well. Otherwise, I know if I hustle enough, you know, being self-employed means that I get to pick any seven days a week that I feel like working, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it is, you know, it is the day job can be a creative drain, though, like you can put um, I do, you know, some streaming, I do some video production stuff, like I do some media stuff for my day job, which is awesome. It's not my sole part of my day job, but it's a, a decent amount of it. But does that make me really want to do video stuff in my free time? Not as much. Not as much. <laughs> so there is that downside for sure. Yeah. So so one thing that... um. There, there's a couple of things that I feel like we should definitely hit yes. before this video is over. Mm-hmm. One is uh, like uh, I, I do want to talk more about uh, myself and kind of all the different components that go into uh, the the viability of mm-hmm. um, how I continue to put a roof over my head month after month after month. And oh dear lord, I just realized it's 2023, and I've been doing this for 12 years. Wow. I know I don't right. look it. <laughs> I know I don't look at, but I've been a full time photographer for twelve near years now, and it just dawned on so me. So it hasn't oh artificially aged you. Hmm. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> wow! You, I'm I'm sorry. You guys are seeing this. I just like 
I've been putting on my resume a little while. I'm like, yeah, 10 plus years experience or whatever, mm-hmm. because I like hit that 10 plus year mark. And, um, it was funny because my dad was saying like, yeah, I have like 49 years of experience. I'm like, dad, don't tell people that, that, <laughs> that says you are so That's incredibly scary. old. <laughs> um, but, Someday. uh, yeah, so I've been doing this for a while. Uh, some years have definitely been more successful than others. Mm-hmm. Some years mm-hmm. I've had to get a day job and I've been hustling on the side. Some years I've been woefully unemployed or underemployed. And even though I'm self-employed, it's like the clients haven't been there. And some years, like if you listen to our last episode where we did our year-end recap, I've been busy as all heck. I haven't had any time off in like five months um, which I love that I have a bunch of clients now. That's fabulous. Yep. But Good like, problem to have. yeah, man, it is, it is some work. So that's one thing that I definitely want to c- come back around to and talk about. But, uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is, uh, I want to talk about your dad. Yes. So I can actually give some perspective, even though I am not, uh, at the end of my career, I can give some perspective on what a career in photography at least looked like relatively recently because that's what my dad did. He was a scientific photographer for Boeing. For and he his just retired in the past couple of years. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And he retired young. Um, it was possible to do at that time. But, um, but that is, I feel like a door that is, if it hasn't closed, it's oh, that door is closing rapidly. Um, he, I, he, I, I will say that one of the corporate clients I have right now, mm-hmm. um, I asked them, You've done photography in the past. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, part, part of this is a question to weed out of like, uh, of like, is this going to be a bad client or something? Or like, was there a problem that you had with the last photographer that I want to make sure I don't do? And it was very much of just like, why do you no longer have the photographer? And, it, and their answer was, oh, we had an in-house photographer. And had. Like, yeah, we had an in-house photographer and now we don't. So we need to find a contract photographer. Yep, yep. That is just the way the industry is moving. Yeah, um, there uh, that use that was a pretty sweet gig. Like my dad, um, Boeing doesn't even do this for uh, their for pretty much any of their employees anymore, much less any photography employees. But you know, he had a pension. Like he has retirement. He has like he had time <laughs> off. He has benefits. That's like, not even a word I know the definition of because I will never see. Yeah, it. I'm not getting a pension, and and Boeing eliminated pensions. 20 years ago at this point um for any new employees after that after that moment uh yeah there 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 was a a golden time where you could be a staff photographer whether this was for boeing or for other places and actually have a retirement have an entire career in one place as a photographer and he really enjoyed that career he got to work on all sorts of cool stuff i mean scientific photographers they do many many different things he did a lot of you know testing he did secret projects that then finally were declassified and he could talk about later um one of the things that's uh that he was kind of involved in which if you've seen the most recent top gun movie um they mentioned this dark star project right at the beginning uh he was involved in that like there there were some cool things that he was able to do and uh more more creativity than you might expect it wasn't just like pointing a camera at a model in a wind tunnel and just you know recording what happened like there was all sorts of interesting projects and and creative ways that he could tackle things as a a scientific photographer that is an incredibly specific niche though it It wasn't it wasn't just be creative of just Mm. like it was just like okay so we have this laser that is on a light spectrum the human eye cannot see photograph it yep Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're you're solving some very technical problems and so in some ways you're you're more 
you're more of a technician or like an engineer than you are an artist in many ways. Not not to denigrate scientific photographers. That's just how it is. And I personally really like that stuff. So I'm grooving on that. But some people might not find that as creatively fulfilling. But he was able to have a career and retire early and have a happy career. And, and my mother was stay at home. So like single income household um, with a photographer being the main, uh, the, the, well, the sole earner of, of the income for the household. So it can be done at least as of like 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That, that is, that is a huge freaking caveat to post onto the end of a story though. <laughs> okay. So let's fast forward 30 years to today. <clears throat> yeah. Can you get a so career in photography today? Yes. Yes. So today is we don't have those high barriers to entry anymore. Like one of the things that was useful to him getting into his career was that there was a very high barrier to entry. He went to school for it. He trained. He was like an apprentice and a photographer. Like there was no was digital expensive. back. No you digital back. It was all You had to know film. what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. You had to know what you were doing. There was yeah. no software to lean on. There were no, there was no cheap, you know, shoot as much as you want with a digital camera and throw it away. If you don't like it, there was none of that. Like there was a very high barrier to entry. That isn't the case anymore. I mean, people work professionally out of their phones, not, you know, maybe in the highest quality, but people actually do work professionally from there's phones. There's one crazy. photographer that I follow on Instagram where he's one of those like van life Instagrammers or whatever, and yeah. he just kind of travels America, Midwest, and he just does iPhone photography, but the stuff he takes is absolutely stunning and beautiful because mm-hmm. he gets himself to the places where he can create mat so like i went to iceland and uh, it was funny because there was a bunch of stuff i'm like oh that sucks that's boring and then i would go onto a stock photo website and someone would post the exact same boring crappy thing i just saw and be like <laughs> photo of iceland and it's got like a hundred thousand downloads i'd be like oh my god some yep, yep. part part of the challenge is getting yourself in the position to where you can throw your camera in any direction and it takes a perfect photograph that <laughs> is honestly part of the battle of being a photographer yep if if you're if you're stuck at home doing nothing and you're like why am I not making it? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't be a landscape photographer if you don't go to the amazing landscapes. And that's exactly my point. So you used to be able to either buy and or learn your way into the industry and have enough of a barrier to entry that you were relatively assured a career if you made it through that and found your niche. Now, the downside is Everyone Staff photographer positions aren't around very more, uh, aren't around very much anymore. There are few, but they're quite rare. There's a lot of competition. The upside is that anybody can do it. The downside is that anybody can do it. But the yeah. upside <laughs> is that anybody can do it. And you have opportunities today that you did not straight up in my dad's era. Like there weren't, at least none that I know of, there weren't like van life photographers with a teeny, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, phones do so much, but like a teeny camera in their pocket that did their entire career driving around the country with a little teeny camera like that didn't exist straight up. So there's a very low barrier to entry nowadays, but the opportunities are unlike anything that has ever been. I mean, all these vloggers, all these photographers, all these Instagram photographers, all this, this opportunity for 
monetization and for a career path that did not exist. And you get all these awesome talents that wouldn't have been able to get into photography before. Like it used to be too expensive or too difficult to get into the equipment to 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 learn how to use the cameras of that day. Now you can experiment. Things are way cheaper. Used gear is way more available. The internet exists as a thing at all. And so we get this amazing talent that could not have gotten into the industry there's, before. So there's this uh, Hallmark-esque mo- uh, Christmas movie on Netflix called The Holiday Calendar. Have you seen this movie? I have not. You have not? Okay. So uh, go watch it. So she is a photographer and her her childhood friend, they're in love and they end up together. But like you kind of knew that from the poster. That's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. He's also a photographer. And so they're both photographers. And it's this cute little mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, she's like, oh, my God, you got home. And he's like, yeah, I did all these things. And then she says something and he just kind of stares at her and like, did you not read my blog? She's like, eh, I looked at the pictures. <laughs> and spoiler alert. Like, stop watching and go watch that right now. I'm going to give this, like, five seconds or so. Uh, Go watch the movie. Three, two, one. Cool. Um, He's like, actually, I'm fucking rich. <laughs> Did you not read my blog? I'm, like, a big deal in the photography influencer world. Um, I, he, She's like, oh, how did you afford the down payment? He's like, I didn't. I'm, I'm not renting. I didn't just do a down payment. I bought the whole thing nice. in cash because I made so much money being an influencer photographer with my travel blog. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's the twist of that movie because the whole Sweet. movie, you just assume that he's a broke, sto- starving artist and is like, surprise, he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, I know a lot of influencers really try to downplay this, but like, the numbers out there are wild. the The amount that people get for like a single ad read in a YouTube video or yeah. on TikTok or an Instagram or whatever, like um, incredible amounts of money flying around. Yes, it is a grind, and yes, not everybody's going to make it. But if you can make it, especially if you're consistent enough to feed the algorithm, um, there are some substantial <laughs> financial rewards out there. For those people. Which is an excellent time to say if you'd like to financially reward us, mm-hmm. you can join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash nom creative. Uh, we have a tip jar, and maybe by the time this episode comes out, there might be some other reward tiers. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. So go check that out. Um and back to the show, which has no sponsors, because you know, we sponsor, sponsor is us. We yeah. Um no, so so I do <laughs> Sorry to cut you off there, but I do absolutely love that perspective that, yes, even though anyone getting into it in competition is higher than ever, it also means that there are opportunities that did not literally exist before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or were for such a select few. Like, I have seen some amazing, like, nature photographers that you could not, that was not viable before. You had to, like, attach yourself and be, like, one of... 12 nat geo photographers and that was the case for like a hundred hundred plus years and now anyone can do it anybody can do it yeah yeah Yeah. so um yeah i would i i definitely wanted to make sure this conversation did not go by without kind of reflecting on hey there's this photographer who had an entire career in photography and retired but the landscape looks a little different now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So. Yeah. I. I mentioned earlier. Am, am I balling? No. Am I making it happen and paying my bills every month? 
yes, yes, I am. So, so what, what are some of the things that I do to kind of, um, you know, make sure that I continue to be a photographer? So, um, there's definitely, uh, if you can niche and say, I only do this one thing. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That can be a strategy. That depending, that depending on there are uh, niches that are high enough barrier to entry still that if you do that, that can be your thing. But it, they're sort of getting hard to find. Absolutely. <laughs> so so pre COVID, I definitely said like, hey, I am a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried shooting sports and cars and products and stuff, and I wasn't very good at it. Um, so. So portrait photography, I really shined, um, and that was the thing. So then people are like, hey, can you shoot my wedding or my event or whatever? I'm like, that's still people. I'm in. Cool. Let's do it. Um, one thing that definitely happened was, one, I got a job in a product studio where the w- if we ever shot a portrait, it was a portrait of like a model wearing a necklace, and the thing we were selling was the necklace. Or it was an athlete holding a basketball, and the thing we were selling was like the jersey. Um, mm-hmm. So... So very much um, uh, a product photography studio, and I worked there for almost two years, and I learned so much about product photography. And then I started um, getting these high-profile photograph- uh, product photography clients like Nintendo and Leatherman and um, a bunch of other uh, knives companies. I've worked for so many knives companies <laughs> um, and some like bicycle companies and just all kinds of – you know, if it's, if it's shiny and complicated, they're like, yeah, can you make this happen? And so I've definitely been diversifying. So one of the things that, as a photographer is you need to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. If someone says, hey, we need a photographer for this NASCAR, you know, whatever rally, um, I know I'm going to go call my friend Eric who shirts who shoots uh, rally cars because he's cool. going to be excellent Mm -hmm. transitioning from rally cars to nascar i am going to be absolutely terrible (laughs) i'm not good at it and i know that's kind of the scope um so so I, i shoot portraits but i also shoot products but i also know that like there are these other things that like that's that's not what i do so one of the things is when you when you diversify yourself too much two bad things happen one is you do a hundred different things and you do them all poorly which will reflect badly on you when they're like, oh, he's not very good at this. Because, yeah, your work suffers. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really in your wheelhouse to begin with. You shouldn't have said yes to that check. But the other thing that happens is, and uh, we complained about this 200 episodes ago, 100 episodes ago, um, on episode two, I think, of like how to build a website. Mm-hmm. Of like, if you shoot sports and portraits and babies and weddings and equestrian and tabletop, people look at you and go, they don't know how to shoot any of this well. Yep. It's yep. all bad. So you got to know your wheelhouse, You ha- but you also have to relentlessly promote. You have to network. You have to uh, be on social media. I hate social media. I'm bad at it, but you need to. This is where a lot of the business comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have current work. If you put up a website, that website might be good for a year or two. But if your skill and your taste and your style changes and evolves and gets better, you know how you look at something and you go, ugh, that's so 90s. <laughs> you don't want that to be something that someone says about you and your website. As 90s as a jazz cup. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> as, as the cup. The jazz. With, with yeah. the blue and yeah. purple streaks. Desi- yeah, that oh my God. <laughs> that, I didn't know that design was called jazz. Fun fact. Mm. There you go. I'm a designer during for my day job. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. so yeah you can absolutely be a photographer um as as a full-time career yes um it's a lot of hustle so if you're going to be a self-employed photographer you um and this is actually something that um i made as a note in one of the other podcasts that we're going to talk about but sometimes you you need to what 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 is it that the video gamers say get good yeah get good (laughs) (laughs) so you need to get good that's that's rule number one if you're not good stop right now get good but um once you've kind of hit an acceptable threshold level there are other things that need to be balanced rather than just getting better at photography maybe it's uh getting faster at editing so you have better quick around times getting um better at anticipating a client's needs so that they don't have to deal with you or hold your hand through the process maybe it is getting better at your communication skills or your sales skills or any number of yeah, things. I was going to say, you're a salesperson too if you're working for yourself. Absolutely. Any number of these things that you need to be able to kind of uh, bolster your business and, and sell your skills. So just two quick examples. Example number one, I shoot a wedding, okay? If I send that client a wedding gallery and say, by the way, when you booked with me, you got a 16 by 24, they're going to take their free 16 by 24, say thank you, and my post-wedding sale will be zero or very close to zero. Whereas if I have them come in in person and I say, you know what, let's look at all your photos, you tell me what you want, and they're like, oh my god, I love this one, I love this one, I love this one. And then if you look at all the stuff behind me, I'm like, this one would actually look amazing in acrylic. And they're like, well, it's right next to a window. I'm like, oh, well, we could either do like a matte metal or a canvas. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my god, I love it so much. I'm like, what other areas of your home? They're like, you know what, we have this big empty spot next to the fireplace. I great. What what kind of photo display do you want there? And I can hold their hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can end up with like a thousand dollar sale or more. And then I'm like, by the way, you do get a free sixteen by twenty four. What we can do is you can take a free sixteen by twenty four, or you can upgrade that into a into a more expensive material or a bigger size. You just pay the difference. And they're like, yeah, actually, that one above the fireplace needs to be twenty by thirty. And I'm getting those extra sales that if I just sent them to the gallery would never have happened. Sure. So thing number one is knowing how to sell yourself. I think. I think the other half of that, though, is um, I a couple of weeks ago, um, by the time this comes out anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I shot a holiday party and um, the holiday party, I could have just sent it to him and said, here's your gallery. That could have been it. Mm -hmm. That could have been it. But what I did instead was I put a little note into the gallery. um, And and this is a real... So I use Pixie Set, hashtag not sponsored. I use Pixie Set for my online galleries because um, uh, a lot of reasons. Um, A lot of reasons. But they're really nice. They're highly customizable. And the, the email I get to send my client looks pretty. It's not a text email. It is a nicely formatted, like, ooh, this looks like it came from a fancy company. And email. people are visual. People are visual. So I send off this very fancy thing, and um, I, I send them a second email that says, hey, your gallery's been delivered. This is how much money you owe me for your event. Please let me know if you need anything else, right? But in this email, I said, hi, 
Feel free to share this with your family and friends. All the images are free and downloadable. If you'd like to order, you absolutely can. They're there. Um, if you need anything else or would like to hire me for future events, please keep me in mind. Thank you so much. And then my signature has my email and my phone number. Literally not more than like two hours after I send that out, I get a text being like, hey, are you available? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. They're like, great. We don't know how many hours. we. Uh, what's your rate? Cool. We don't know how many hours we need yet, but we're going to hire you. Like I got, I got work two hours after I sent that email out. And that's the thing that if you're just like, oh, here's your stuff. It's just that little bit extra that, that really, really helps. So you got to learn sales. You got to hustle. You got to promote yourself. You have to get good. You have to both focus and diversify, which seems mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. contrarian. But yeah, if, if you just, you hit it and you hustle, you can make work. For sure. Ugh. Is a career in photography viable? Yes. It is a lot more difficult than it was in your dad's day. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Is it easy? No. Is it viable? Yeah. I'll uh, Before we close up this episode, I will add in just kind of one more little tidbit here. Stuart, you get paid. Let's just say you get paid on the first. I don't know what actual day of the month it is, right? It's the last day of the month, but close enough. Yeah, <laughs> the okay. day before. Yeah, day, okay, 31st then. <laughs> so you get paid 31st, 31st, yes. 31st, 30th, 31st, 31st, mm-hmm. right? And you get that check every month. Yep. There are going to be some months where I make zero dollars. And here's the thing. I'm working my butt off, but they already paid me either three months ago the balance for the wedding or whatever, or it's a corporation and they're not paying me until net 30 after I deliver. Mm -hmm. So I could be working my butt off 60 hours a week and make $0. And the thing is all of that money either already got made or will be paid next week type thing. So, so there is just a whole different kind of mentality and strategy and things you have to do when you're self-employed. You have to where, be okay with that. Where you kind of think about your budgeting of like, do I have enough to get to my next paycheck? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think about like annually <laughs> of just like, these are all the things that I need to make sure of. And I kind of, it, it's super weird, but I actually set aside my annual amount of bills and I try not to touch it mm. because because some of those because some of those and and that might seem silly, but some of those are every month. Some of those are every six months. Some of those are the month comes by and oh by the way you owe us two grand. That just mm. like boom mm. out of your pocket type thing, and then it's like cool. See you again in in twelve months. And some of those oh by the way you owe us two grand. Like four of those might happen in the same month. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like oh by the way that huge sum that you hit droop, nothing and i'm okay with that because i already budgeted for it i already knew it was gonna happen i'm on top of like my quickbooks and yeah. stuff and if you're not oh you're gonna be in for a rough time so is it viable yes you have to think about it differently you have to hustle differently you have to realize the landscape is different um yeah you gotta you gotta get good and put yourself out there yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Um, I have friends that like they get day jobs, they hustle, they, you know, in between job, 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 job. And honestly, I was probably that way for the first like seven years of my career. But as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm on like year 12 now and I've been doing photography 
pretty well just photography for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. So is it viable? You can. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now. You got to be okay with those things, and you got to be willing to put in the work. But it, it is, is viable. It is a roller coaster. Yeah. It's got ups. It's got downs. Like I just said that I won't get paid anything, and then the next month I'll get paid like thirty grand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it is. Which seems sweet until you're like, ah, oh, twenty of that is I, like expenses. <laughs> I, yeah, and you're like, oh, by the way, and I owe this subcontractor yeah, that I yeah. hired, and I need to do these prints, and I also owe this for my wedding show booth, and I owe this for my advertising, and I owe this for my comic-con booth and then it's just like okay all of those got divvied out and then there's this nice little pot and then you're like oh next month is one of those months where i'm gonna spend all month advertising and i'm not gonna shoot a thing i generally never shoot anything in january except like boudoir portraits for valentine's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because january is like it's cold it's gross it's mushy outside no one wants photos it's just like I like there's no holidays in January. Christmas mm. just happened. Yeah. It's, it's all of the promotions for wedding shows. So I'm paying out all the money. And then, you know, couples need a couple of weeks to decide. And then come February, March, April, then that's when all the money starts flowing back in from those wedding bookings and spring and popping yeah. out and more portrait sessions. And you just have to budget that for the next two months, I'm going to make zero dollars. Or if I'm going to make any money, it's that one corporate client. And I just got to hustle and make sure that I don't, you know, make them mad (laughs) (laughs) for sure don't make your clients mad and your career will be assured (laughs) yeah oh no i feel like that was super long-winded were there some decent nuggets in there i I think so i hope there were some decent nuggets in there let me know if there were some decent nuggets in there um one last time uh if you want to support us and this show you can send in your questions hello at photo-op.show you can find us on the patreon patreon.com slash nom creative um why are we pitching this so hard because we don't have sponsors a career in podcasting so far is not viable but we'll let you know <laughs> hit up that patreon hit up that patreon so um yeah the, uh, if you have a new year's resolution to become a full-time photographer that is amazing and we want to encourage you to do that yes it is not going to be easy and you have to realize that it might not even happen in this year but um just because it didn't happen like if you listen to our recap episode it doesn't mean it's not gonna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Got to be fair to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is it for this week. Um, we have some fun new episodes coming down the pipeline for you. But uh, thank you so much. And we'll we'll see you in the next episode. Welcome to 2023. I need a kazoo. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash op. Show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at Nom Creative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.